Welcome to the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. Join me each week as I talk everything weddings, taking you from engagement to honeymoon, making sure that you really do enjoy planning your big day. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. After last week's episode on hen do's, I felt it only right to then do a stag do special. So I asked my friend Mark to come on and have a chat about stag do's he's been on and indeed ones that he's organised. We do have a little bit of a chat about some adult establishments. So if there are any younger, slightly more delicate ears listening, it might be a good idea for them to sit this one out. You'll also hear a few sirens. It was an incredibly hot day when we recorded, so the windows were open. So sorry about that, but do enjoy it and let's dive straight in. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Thank you for coming along to the podcast. It's, uh, it was a pleasure to get here. I went for the Vauxhall Pleasure Gardens to get here. A very pleasurable experience, I have no doubt. Uh, now, last week on the podcast, uh, I spoke to Rebecca about Hindus, so I thought it was only right that I invited somebody on who could then talk to me about stag do's. The much superior wedding party than it is. I wouldn't necessarily say that, each to their own. But I've never, actually, I tell a lie, I have been on one stag do that I organised. But it was predominantly girls, gays, and two straight men. Oh, so, so it was a gay wedding stag do? Yeah. Okay. So it was more of a hen It's kind of a different animal to the straight guy. Yeah. Uh, lads, lads, lads stag do. It definitely wasn't a lads, lads, lads stag do, because on the Saturday we went pottery painting. See, I recommended pottery painting to the lads for one once, and it was very quickly shot down. Well, I did go- have a meeting with uh, one of the heterosexual lads who was coming on to the stag, and I was like... Sorry, coming on to the stag? Attending the stag. Oh, right. <laughs> and I did say to him, how would you feel about this? And he said, I really like the sound of that because every stag do I have to go on. We have to do something really physical on the Saturday. It's go-karting or paintball almost exclusively. And he said, putting a helmet on to go go-karting when you've been drinking till four in the morning the night before. Well, and driving a go-kart yeah. when you're still, let's face it, drunk is quite... And I'm a bad Dangerous. driver anyway, so it's... So it does seem as though like stag do's are more about the activities than the hen do. I mean, I don't like the activity-driven stag do, but it's kind of the expected thing. So you can't have downtime. You just like hen do seems to be like there's a relaxing period to it. We have to be you're up at this time. We're doing a physical activity. We're having lunch. We're down on a bar crawl. Then we're going to have dinner, and then we're going to do evening things, uh, which basically strippers. That's you know, <laughs> yeah. On hen do's, we're like, oh, wouldn't it be nice on Saturday afternoon if we just have some chill time, like. People can have a nap, they can take advantage of this lovely house we're staying in, or whatever it might be. I was once given the option to go on a Hindu or a stag do uh, for my friends Sean and Cara's wedding. And I went on the stag do before finding out where they were. Uh, the stag do was in Newcastle. Oh, wonderful. And the Hindu was in Paris. And afterwards, you're like, yeah, I may have made the wrong decision on that. Not that I didn't have a wonderful time well, in Newcastle, because I did. But. As someone from the northeast of England, yeah. I would always opt to go to Newcastle ahead of Paris. Well, Newcastle is often referred to as the Paris of Newcastle. Newcastle yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, when you've been on your many, many stag dudes, what kind of activities have you done? Go karting, paintball. Paintball. Uh, we did whiskey tasting on the Ooh. last one. That's because I booked it. We get an uh, element of class to yeah. what we're doing. That and I kind of fell in love with the guy that was hosting the whiskey tasting, so that was uh, that was awkward. <laughs> so it was an ulterior motive. No, I didn't know he was going to be amazing before I met him. Uh, just went in. First of all, he, he has like a dream job, which you know everyone wants to be a whiskey taster for a living, and he was handsome and he spoke with an Edinburgh accent. 
So, so th- is this the stag that you were best man at the wedding? This is the stag I was best man at the wedding for, yes. So how was the, like, because we'll talk about attending stag do's after, but how was it arranging the stag do? Was that an enjoyable experience? It was experience? a pain in the arse, oh, quite dear. frankly. Because suddenly you're everyone's dad. <laughs> it's not, the actual organising and booking stuff was fine. You just book trains, you book hotels. I didn't go for anything like chilli sauce, but I knew White Timmy's wanted the book. We went to a rugby match on a Friday night. We went whiskey tasting in the afternoon. And after that, I know Edinburgh well. Obviously, it's a stand-up because mm-hmm. we went. So we just went to a lot of bars that I know, which would, and everyone seemed pretty happy. Luckily, the Six Nations was awesome as well, so just watching that in the pub is an activity sorted in itself. That's a very good activity in but, February. But being there was a chore. Because first of all, it was cold in Scotland, which is you know not anyone's fault. He's getting married in March. We we'll have the stag do in February. Just what happened. Uh, so we had one day where we all went out uh, to go whiskey tasting at one. Some people had gone out without a coat, and then spent the rest of the day complaining to me that I didn't tell them that we'd be outside. And I was like, well, from the hours of one to ten, you didn't think at any point we would leave the one building. Well, they thought they were going to be like hermetically yeah. sealed. <laughs> yeah, and they just luckily we just gave them forfeits for moaning about it because that's the power you have as the best man is that you can just punish absolutely everybody for any reason you feel fit. So it was great that way. Punishments just seem to be a thing. As I was on the bus coming through London yesterday, and there was a group of stags on the street as I came along uh, Fleet Street, and they all had fake like Jack Daniels T-shirts on mm. that said Matt Stag. Yeah. And then they were all like looking down the street at other stags, some of whom were holding playing cards up in the air. And I just thought, oh, this is going to be one of those stupid games where if one of them puts it in the air, then they all do. And if the last one doesn't, then they get murdered or something. Like- yeah, so we often play a game called Shark Attack. And Shark Attack is uh, just a simple game. If someone shouts Shark Attack, you are not allowed to touch the floor. So the last person touching the floor has to down their drink. And that once came down to me and another member of the stag. So I jumped on his back. <laughs> and so it's just people just climbing up trees, all kinds of stuff to stay off the floor. Boys are so silly. We were ridiculous. Um, on the last stag I went on when I was the best man, we gave him a bum bag. A uh, 1998 yellow Kappa bum bag, which Ooh, I managed classy. to find in the back of my wardrobe. <laughs> uh, and that bum bag was full of forfeits that we'd written down. So every time anyone did anything in the way, usually the stag, we'd pull stuff out. Luckily there were prizes in there as well, so they could, it could be good for them to pull something out. Very rarely, but it could be. See, I've not been on a, a hen do where anyone's had to do anything awful. I have been on a hen do where people got dares, where it's things like, you've got to go and like ask a lad for his box of shorts or like... Yeah. Just cringe things like that. But there's never been... I think uh, Hindus seem to have that element of choice that stag do's don't have. Um, where there's no dares, you are, it's like, you are doing this. If you don't do it, then you will have a much more severe punishment than the one we've given you now. Yeah, there's no consequences on it. <laughs> oh, there are consequences on the stag do. But does that make it more enjoyable or does that make it more stressful? Um, I would not want to go out like that every weekend of my life. Um, but there's an element of fun to it. I think as long as you're with people you know well and, you, and the people you don't know well, make sure you include them early on. I think it's fine. Like, if someone really, really didn't want to do something, my group of friends wouldn't make them do it. It's like if, they, if it involves any element of actual danger or doing something really stupid, then no one would do it. Like I put one in there which was about taking Viagra. But I put sort of... <laughs> 
I've sort of said, like, I'm not actually going to make someone do that. Like, if that actually came out, it ended up not coming out of the hat at all, but it was just like, I'm not going to make someone take it. Did you have Viagra on you? I did, yeah. All right, I thought you were going to be like, like, right, now you now need to pop to Boots, get it bought. You could just buy it over the counter from Super. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Buy Sedan Fennel. It's like the same as Viagra, but it's half the price. Good tip. That blue coating costs you twice the amount. Good tip for Mm. listeners there. Uh, But when you've... I've noticed that a lot of stag do's enjoy a foreign jaunt. Yes. Much more so than a hen do. Have you ever been on an Eastern European... Eastern European, uh, Latvia. Yeah, nice. Uh, there was gun shooting on that one. What? So it's a much more lax. That is paintball to the max, that. Yeah, we just shot guns outward at targets, and it was the scariest moment of my life, because one of the stag members had no idea what guns were about, and he couldn't hear what the instructor was saying, so with a shotgun in his hand, he just stopped, turned and spat around back towards the party whilst the gun was cocked and could very much have killed someone. Uh, so he said that the Latvian guys who beforehand, let's face it, had not given a shit about what was going on, suddenly were terrified. Um, like, if you get the Latvians to be concerned about health and safety, you know some, you've done something very wrong. See, I think there's a really good reason yeah. as to why these activities don't play, take place in the UK. Yeah. We uh, definitely have different rules of health and safety here. Um, but it was kind of good. Like, like, I never thought I'd be into guns, but shooting a gun does make you feel weirdly powerful. I've got no desire to shoot a gun. Have you ever shot a gun? No, and I don't want to. Because I hadn't shot a gun. I didn't want to. But then I did it and I was like, "Ah, all right, this is pretty good. I was in Vietnam when I was 22, 23 on a, I'm going to say travelling, but on a holiday. How Uh, how long were you there? Five weeks. Yeah. Well, that's that's for edging towards travel. Well, I was away for a year and a half and I spent five weeks. Oh, you were definitely travelling. Yeah, but still holiday. Um, And because you don't like to say travelling because it's about finding yourself. Well, no, just I think it's really funny when people say uh, I'm going on these, you know, finding myself or a lifetime experience. It's still just a holiday. Yeah. But like a year and a half. Yeah. A long holiday. (laughs) I mean, I just spent some of the time working somewhere, but predominantly escaping life before starting life. Before having to go settle down and get married. Well, there's been, a, there's been a long pause from 22 to swing, now. swing us back into topic. <laughs> but uh, we, we were on this trip where you could, like, go down the Mekong Delta and go to the tunnels that the Viet Cong had um, dug and kind of lived in during the war. And then you could go to this rifle range where you could shoot AK-47s. And before, I was like, oh, yeah, this will be really fun. I'm going to shoot this AK-47. And I got there, and I was like, I can't even watch it. I can't even watch other people shoot this gun, because I just felt so, like, I don't want to say, like, appalled, because it isn't quite that, but I was just like, this is not me. This is absolutely not what I can but the other bring hand, myself It's the sort of place where people should be shooting guns. Like, on a shooting range, is you know, that's, that's ideally where guns would be shot. Yes, but I just don't think there's a need for me to ever, well... Hopefully, touch wood, there's never a need for me to shoot a gun. No, it's not something I've ever had to pick up, picked up again, and this was a long <laughs> time ago. But it it's, was, not, it's not a skill that you've I'm glad I did first. it, it was an experience to be part of. And how would you say, like, a stag do in somewhere like Latvia differs to the stag do that you organised in Edinburgh? Price. Like, so it's cheaper to do it in... It's cheaper to... Going there is more expensive, because obviously when you go to Latvia, you're having to do stuff with something like chilli sauce, so obviously they're going to put... Excess on top and of chili sauce organize all the arrangements. They organize stag do's and like, they would have organized the gun shooting and stuff like that. I didn't organize it myself, I just paid money. Um, but whereas in England, you have you can independently book stuff, so that can make it a bit cheaper. But the actual drinking in Latvia is obviously so much cheaper than it is drinking in Edinburgh, which is a really expensive city to be in. Yeah, 
And I went on a stag do once in London as well, and that again was. Awful. Yeah, stag and hen do's in London, although I'm a fan of because you can stay at your own house, end up yeah. being pretty pricey. Because if you go out for lunch, that's it, 50 quid's gone straight away. And then an afternoon of drinking, that's 100 well, quid before I, I went you on my friend's stag do, he did an impromptu stag do in London because he was getting married. He was moving to New York and he wanted to get married to his um, well, now wife uh, in London before he went so everyone could come. But so he did like an impromptu statue actually after he got married. Um, but, but it was all very blurred and all done very fast. So, so we were staying in this flat and I paid to stay in this flat in London. And I just went, in the end, I was like, I'll just stay at my own house. I just, <laughs> went, <laughs> just went home. Yeah, I have a bed at home. That's so rather than being sprawling across this flat with 15 other blokes, I'm, like, I'm just going to go sleep in my own bed. I'll see you guys later. In the kind of like inner politics of um, a stag do, I'm mean, interested to hear how that differs to a hen do, because like in a hen do, you try and like make sure that everybody knows each other who might not know each other. A lad's just like, oh, we're having a beer together. That's it. We're all friends now. Um, I think the thing I did when I was best man was the, there were two people on the stag do who weren't part of the major group. Uh, so one was like the sister's boyfriend from the family one was one of his uni mates so the idea is just to punish them really really early <laughs> and make them do something quite memorable so something now they're in and they're involved like one of the lads like had to one of stop had to run off the train get a selfie and then run back onto the train um, which obviously if he'd missed it would, risky would, yeah. I get the next train it's not like it's not in the middle of nowhere is it? it's on a main train line <laughs> yeah. to Edinburgh yeah. oh you've got to spend an hour in York he'd have just yeah. got there a half an hour later um, but he did it and then so, so straight at the beginning he's now involved in the group and I think that's like the key is just to make treat them like they're scum straight away <laughs> just like you're going to treat treat them like I would treat any one of my other friends with complete disdain and lack of concern and do you think that the behaviour on a stag do is naughtier like, because you mentioned before that you went to some strip clubs, or strip clubs can be involved. I, think, I don't think I mentioned that on the podcast <laughs> oh, did you know? before. Um, but yes, yes, we did. There are sometimes, or always, strip clubs involved. Uh, the worst one being in Madrid, <coughs> which wasn't a strip club. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> what happened? We, confronted, we, we were confronted by a man in the street and who was telling us, oh, we, uh, we're talking about we want to see strippers. And he went, oh, fine, well, I'll take you. So we followed him to this place. We went in the building, and there were about six of us left at this point, because it was quite late in the night. Uh, and we went in, and the girls were immediately dancing on us. And we're like, this seems unusual. Usually you have to pay for this part. And then they whispered in my ear, one of them went, oh, you can have sex with me for 80 euros. And I was like, oh, we're in a brothel, which is a very different um, sort of environment. So um, six of us there, you know, four of us left immediately, and two of them mysteriously went somewhere else for an hour. Loitered, uh, yeah. Like, don't know where they went. Um, but, yeah, it was an interesting evening. Yeah, I've never been on a Hindu where we've ended up either in a strip club or... I don't think there's many options, though. People do do this thing called Butler in the Buff, where a chap comes over to your residence... And serves you drinks naked except for a little penny that covers his front. That just feels awkward. Yeah, I mean, I think it... I thankfully have never witnessed it. No? Because I just think it would be strange. Because <coughs> it's not as though... Like, what are you going to chat about? So, do you enjoy your job being yeah. naked? Well, we went on a canal tour of Amsterdam. And about halfway through the canal tour, a stripper gets on the boat. And dances for the stag. It's more, it's more of a comical stripper than like a like sexy Burlesque. thing. Not really, just a proper stripper, but just like she's having a laugh and she's like hitting him and throwing stuff, and uh-huh. just being quite funny. 
And then, but then, like, she, she does that for 15 minutes, and there's still another 40 minutes left of the canal tour, and she's just, she's just sitting there. You're like, <laughs> Checking we, her Facebook. Do we, do we make small talk <laughs> with this girl who speaks in broken English? Like, do you enjoy your work? Um, like, how often do you do this? And then, awkwardly, we then saw her again in a bar later that night when she was out with her friends. And judging by her reaction, her friends do not know what she does for money during the day. Oh, God. So it was a little bit awkward, but... Yeah, I guess in some ways, the way that, like women choose to celebrate a Hindu and lads choose to celebrate a stag is quite different because it's almost as though you're celebrating the person and being like you're off to go and have this wonderful life whereas for stags you're like let's break you and oh, yeah. humiliate you we uh I went on my friend Saju to Amsterdam we dressed him as a gimp for the entirety <laughs> of the stag well, the entirety of the second day of the stag do we at one point handcuffed him to a lamppost and there was a beer garden opposite, so we could see him. So we were like, oh, he's fine. Like, we'll leave him there, and we'll just sit in this beer garden and you know, watch him. To be fair, he handled it really well. He handled like, a sport. He was posing for photos with like tourists while well, he was handcuffed to the lamppost. It was great. But this Dutch girl came up to us and went, you guys are despicable. <laughs> and we were just like, I'm really impressed that a Dutch girl knows the word despicable. <laughs> I, like, I, I wouldn't have even brought that one out as my first uh, first choice. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, but he handled it like a trooper. How but, long was he handcuffed there for? Oh, we left him there for half an hour. So we had like one beer and like watched him while he was there so it wasn't that of hand it was and you know if, if, and the thing is the police in Amsterdam walked by that and did not get, care about it at all they just like yeah there's a guy hands off to a lamppost that'll be fine and just, just walk by because I think my memory of like what a stag do was growing up from like television is that blokes would go out the night before the the wedding and then they would be tied to a hand uh, to a, a lamppost and then the yeah. On the television program, we're like, "Are they going to get to the wedding I don't on think time?" Anyone really does that. In real no. Life. Like, no one. No one. No one. No, in the film, no bride is letting their husband do that the night before. Hell yeah, no. no. But the worst one later in the night with the gimp ones. We went to a sex show in Amsterdam, and I'd seen a sex show in Amsterdam before, so I wasn't that bothered about it. If you've ever been, they're actually not that good. But they, they, <laughs> they, you pay a decent amount of money to watch a couple do really awkward, almost comical sex. Um, now, the gimp, uh, who was the stag, threw up on himself, so was made to go outside. And I went, oh, you guys stay, I'll go outside with him. We'll get some air out, take him to another bar. But what I realised was, because we are in Amsterdam, when you're walking around in a group with a gimp, it looks like it's a stag. <laughs> when it's just you and the gimp walking around, it's like, oh, just, that's just your gimp. Just a date, yeah. It's like, this, is, even this out. is what we do. <laughs> and I was looking like, yeah, but it's also because it's being in Amsterdam. They also don't care. It's like, yeah, that's, that's yeah, pretty normal. normal. Yeah, normal. Normal Saturday evening, yeah. What other things have you dressed people up as on stags? We've never been too bad with the dressing up. It's always been, yeah, the, the dress thing got done, but that quickly sort that's of... That's had its day, yeah. We had... Uh, the, the, you know the Borat oh yeah suit? the mankini yeah so someone had to wear that all day because that's really flattering that's really flattering yeah. luckily he was he was one of the more in shape guys in the group so <laughs> it was it was fine but there wasn't we not really done much on the dressing up last one we didn't because we were staying at accommodation where they told you that you couldn't be a stag do because oh, so you you're in a residential yeah. area well, you had to pretend, but they knew we were a stag do. So they, I made the booking for 16 lads, and they phoned me up and went, so we can't take stag do's, so you're not a stag do, are you? And I went, no, we are not a stag do. He's like, good boy. And then I hung up the phone, <laughs> got there, and like I had the, the stag bible out, and I think, the guy didn't care. He was just like, just like he needs, they need to know, know for like the council, and they've asked you, and you've said no. That's what that, then they're covered. They yeah, 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 yeah. The dressing up thing's quite interesting as... Um, me and my friends were plotting as to what we could dress one of our friends up for their Hindu. Mm. And the thing that we decided would be, like, the meanest thing to do, which we ended up not doing because we're not mean, would be to dress them just in, like, really rubbish clothes. 
especially if they're like quite fashionable. So to just put them so in. So just the, go down a charity shop, pick up what you can find. Well, no, just like even worse, like just put them in clothes that have never been fashionable <coughs> and won't suit them. So they just have to feel really dowdy for the day. But then we were like, that is really mean. Because See, that, least- that's what you think's mean. <laughs> that would be really tame by what we do. <laughs> I know. But that's the total difference, isn't it? Like, we're like, oh, everybody to have a nice time. Like, even on the uh, hen do that I organised for my friend Claire, who I'm bridesmaid for, um, she, someone kept saying, oh, she's got to do a shot every time she gets something wrong. And she did a couple. And I could see she was not enjoying doing so the shot. Stop. So I went, Claire, you just don't have to do that. And we were like, no, she's got to. And I was like, no, she really doesn't. No, that would not have gone yeah. down well. I know, but I know things are... She's my best friend, therefore I know how smashed she'll get on having shots and then her night will be ruined. So therefore, what does that achieve? Well, here's what I was on a statue. If you refuse to do something, and this is what I've started using as a statue, they are then excluded. <laughs> Just don't talk to them. And they hate that. But that's the worst for, to be excluded from the, the what's going on. Like if you're not sought to and you're not like you're no, you're no longer in the round, you're not. So until you do what you're going to do, you you cannot play with us anymore. And no matter how old you get as a boy, that's like I want I want to play. I want to be involved. So then suddenly everyone will do whatever forfeit you give them. Have you ever been on a stag where you've got to do loads of sporty stuff? As I know, lads who've like gone away and then they've like had been in a football competition. So I did absorb football. That oh, was that's fun. fun. That is insane. Yeah, it hurts a lot. The worst one was bullfighting there. Oh my word! So we turned up in Madrid. Now I was umming and ahhing about this anyway because I don't like bullfighting like yeah. ethically, but it's yeah. like it's baby bulls. And I thought, okay, so it's just going to be like a piss take. It's baby bulls, right? What what is that? What's the, what is a baby bull? So we sat up. We're all standing in this ring, and they open the gate, and this bull comes charging out and smashes straight into the stag. And like he's a big rugby player, and just took him to the ground. And we went, oh, this is a real thing. And then we all just jumped out the circle. So these bulls, they bring out one at a time, and the third bull they brought out was a little bit slighter. And the way the, the fences work is you're, they're tight enough for you to get through, but not tight enough for the bull to get through. Now, that bull, the third one, got outside the ring. So suddenly all bets were off, and we had... So basically we're all now just running, because we don't know where to stand. I jumped into the ring, and I was standing in the middle of the ring. And the bull's shorter than the fence. So all you can see is the reactions to the bull running around, and you're watching from the inside of the circle, watching people just jump around. It's like watching Jaws. <laughs> and you're just like looking around, so where's the bull? Where's it going? Where's it going? And then suddenly it comes charging back into the ring, and at this point I'm the only person in the ring. So I run and jump over a fence with athleticism that I did not know I possessed. <laughs> Purely on the adrenaline. Basically cleared this fence without touching it. Um, but with this bull just charging straight at me, I was like, it was terrifying. And it was incredible. Uh, but what the worst part about that was... We, uh, we were sitting down with the guy to run it afterwards. And by the way, they, when the bull got out of the circle, they were panicking. And you know when the staff are panicking, this has gone off script. <laughs> <laughs> but the worst part is we were sitting down having lunch afterwards. And they were sort of, like, picking us up and saying, oh, you, you guys were really good because you got in the circle, you like, interacted with the bull and that. We have, like, other stag dudes that come here and they sometimes just sit and watch and don't really want to get involved too much. And they go, and they went, the, uh, it's the Asians that are always the worst. And we're like, oh, what? Uh, by the way, he didn't say Asians. I censored myself. Sentenced myself. Uh, censored, censored myself yeah. on that one. He said a different word, oh and I just, I just sat there going, and he's like going, "You know when you like someone, then they drop something into the conversation." Them, yeah. like, and it's like, and now we've got to spend another hour eating lunch with this dick. <laughs> You're like actively like turning yeah. your back on them so you don't well, have to talk stuff. See you later. Now, if you were to organise your own stag do, what would you want to do for it? I'd have women on it. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, 
I would like. To, I don't know where I'd like to go. First of all, you don't get to pick where you go. I think that's like I would not want to pick where I go. You want the surprise? I want the surprise. Yeah. I just want to like well, overseas or UK. I'd like to go overseas. Yeah. I think if I was this, I once went out on a night out in Milton Keynes, where I'm from, and I saw a stag do out in Milton Keynes, and I just thought, your friends don't like you. <laughs> That is, that is the bare minimum. They're taking you out to a Lloyd's and Milton Keynes. What are those that's worse? Is it worse if they're from Milton Keynes and they've gone out in the town they live in? Or they've travelled to Milton Keynes? The latter, for, for sure. sure like, that has to be, right? Latter, definitely. Where would, where would you? But who books that? Like, that's where, that's where are we going? We're going to Ibiza? No, no, no. We're going to Madrid? No, no. Go Milton Keynes, mate. Can I go Milton Keynes and Lloyd's? Not even anywhere good. Not even the casino. Lloyd's and Milton Keynes. Um, so yeah, I don't want to end up something like that. So I would like to go abroad. Uh, I'd like to. I don't want to do strippers. I'm not actually a huge fan of it. No, it, I, I don't think that, many are. I find the whole thing awkward. But when you when you organise it, you kind of have to have it in as an activity. Yeah. Because um, we have one lad that never comes on stag days now because his wife doesn't like him going to strippers, so he doesn't come anymore. And I'm sort of like, we don't have to go to strippers. But you get someone that's like, yes, we do. We have to go. Oh, yeah, I, I find it very cliched, and I think now. <sighs> There's a bit of an eye roll, and I think now that Peter Stringfellow's dead, ultimately, oh, it's, it's had its day. It's had its day. But also, I I don't want to do too many. I want an activity. I don't want it to be go karting. I've had enough of go karting. I don't want it to be paintball because I don't actually enjoy it. No, it's not that fun. I was my master was getting smeared up, and I was what's going on most of the time. I did it once, and it was really not fun, and it cost loads of money. So I was like, never again. I just want the option to sit and drink and chat to my friends. That's really all I really want out of it. Yeah, I want to have a laugh. Yeah. I don't want to be hectically busy. And of course punished in horrible ways. <laughs> like, I, want, I want to feel like I've suffered. So you want an outfit? I'm not so worried about the outfit. I want bad things to happen to me. I want to be okay. as creative with it as possible. Okay. So whoever you select to be your best man in the future, or best woman even in the future, yeah. is going to have to put their thinking cap They're going to have to do on. something interesting. Uh, yeah, so it's all, like, do they do, they do court on Hendu's? Because we do court on stag What days. is that? So, court at the sort of last night of the stag do is someone, usually the best man, will preside over proceedings and everyone will receive punishments based on things that they've done throughout the stag do. Um, <laughs> whether that's uh, having not done something they were supposed to do previously or just generally moaning or at some point having thrown up. Basically, everyone will get a punishment, so there'll be the vaguest reasons. Literally, we had one where someone just got punished because someone didn't like their face. That's the <laughs> level of how it worked. So I want that at the end because that's probably one of the highlights of seeing people punished. Well, you, wh- what I'm learning from this is yeah. that Elliot, who Stag Do I organised, yeah. got away very, very lightly. <laughs> yeah. Seems like it. Well, that's been amazing. Thank you very much. I've loved talking about Stag Do's, and I really hope that you get to have a Stag Do very soon. Do you want one more stripper story before we... Go on, then. On. Right. So this happened in the last Stag Do we were on. So we went to a strip club in Edinburgh. Now, one of the other members of the Stag, and I won't name them, uh, selected a stripper because he wanted to have a lap dance but he so felt so guilty about it that we walked around the strip club looking for the one that looked most like his wife no because that was somehow less bad that's worse is that worse it's just, I thought it was quite sweet it shows that you love your wife oh and you want God, to at least stay no. close to it no, would you not want that if you, had, if you were married you would not want your boyfriend looking for a stripper that looked like you would you want to have something completely different to be honest I wouldn't care like to be honest, I don't understand why people get upset about people going to strip clubs because there are rules. You're not allowed to touch. 
like it's a financial transaction. I don't think the rules are quite what they think you, you think oh, really? they are. Oh, um, <laughs> really? Maybe Na- legally they are. Naivety uh, hits me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. if you watch, watch Hollywood films, that's the rules of the uh, strip club. Okay. It's like the whole, you know, I don't know, I don't know what example I was going to give there, but terrible. Hmm. Well, that's something to dwell on. Well, thank you very much. I love that story. Um, and thank you for coming on to talk about stag do's. It has been brilliant. It's been um, a pleasure. And yeah, I hope everyone enjoys organising their own stag do. Take care. Thank you. So there we have it. Stag do's are definitely very different to hen do's. That is the main takeaway that I have from this. It seems as though hen do's are all about celebrating the hen and stag do's are predominantly about punishments lots of activities and indeed attending some adult establishments uh i did really enjoy mark's stories i thought they were very funny uh it certainly opened my eyes to what i could potentially expect if i ever had a stag do myself uh but no i did really enjoy it um uh, I've never used one of these firms uh, that Mark mentioned. Chili Sauce, I think, is one of them where you can pay someone to basically organise your hen do or stag do. So do check them out if you're in the middle of organising such a thing and are hitting a bit of a brick wall. I'm sure they'll be able to help. Uh, but I do hope you enjoyed that. Do follow, rate, subscribe and all those things on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it apparently helps other people find us. Do follow us on the social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Wedding Guest Pod. If you want to get in touch with me, it's Sarah at WeddingGuestExtraordinaire.com. Uh, and do listen in next week. But until then, I'm Sarah Southern, your Wedding Guest Extraordinaire. Do take care. <laughs>